All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Big episode today, as we are officially seven days away from the National in Chicago. So we have a lot to get to uh, with regards to the National. Tons of Q and A, so stay tuned for that. We do have play of the week this week, so we'll be bringing that back. Uh, we'll have latest launch. We'll talk about some of this week's uh, upcoming releases, and of course, the usual. We'll start with what's on your mind. Ty, I got to start with you after a big, big weekend in the sports world for my guy, Ty. So we'll, uh, we'll start with you this weekend because I, uh, I've been looking forward to hearing your thoughts on, uh, Carlos Acaraz and Wimbledon. Um, I wish it was bigger. I wish I was sitting on a stack of the net pro cards that I, you know, yelled about to the highest of hills. Um, now all of Wimbledon was, um, was super like it was a really really good tournament um let's do chris eubanks 27 maybe 28 year old american went furthest kind of came out of nowhere um there's uh, two big american names taylor fritz francis tiafo um that bowed out earlier as we head to the u.s open you should kind of pay attention to those names um but yeah it all culminated i mean the alcaraz's quarterfinals alcaraf it's like a visa it's like a visa like it's Alcaraz, actually. Is That's the, good to know. Is, uh, yeah, it's Alcaraz. I'll be making that adjustment. That adjustment yes. for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah, we got to start. You know, he deserves it now. You know, it's, it's enough interviews. It's Alcaraz. It's like if you know, you know. Um, so uh, his la- his quarterfinal match, he tossed my guy to Dane Holger Rune in three sets, and then in the semis, I think it was. Insane. He just dumped this dude Medvedev. Uh, rough. Number three seed just dumped him in three sets. Like it was nothing. And uh and then yeah, I mean that that final was electric. I mean, anytime you get top tier quality sports from nine AM to two PM in the same like go on a Sunday is is pretty proper. Um and the quality was just absurd. And even if you don't know tennis watching it you were probably like this is uh, this is something special um and then for him to go and win um it was yeah, it was electric there was one game i think in the third set at 3-1 that was like 28 minutes long it was insane they played, it was forever it's just the way that these guys get to the ball is is ridiculous um so yeah it was pretty special and for anyone that's sitting on those cards um it was a, definitely a big boost. And now you go into the U.S. Open, um, last final, last major of the year. It'll kick off, I think, at the end of uh, August for about two and a half weeks into September. Um, it's always pretty a good time. Party over in Queens on the hard court. It will be those two guys vying for it again. Um, Joe Are Bruch, you going to go think, oh, Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and get over there. See I think I want to go to Rune. Um, I want to see Iga on the women's side. She's pretty cool, and it's always a fun night. Early, early, um, early on, you can go and just catch a lot of the matches out on the grounds, and then as it gets later, um, I think it's the uh, Billy Jean King. I think is the is the stadium. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped for that. Get a little honeydew or whatever they call the drink where they put the melon, the little Tito's. Mm. Um, it's a good time. And, it's uh, a great drink. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, other than that, the Women's World Cup, I'm excited about. That kicks off on Friday. The U.S. women play Friday night at 9. I think their first two games are at 9 p.m., even though it's down in Australia. And then they do a 3 p.m., 3 a.m. 
Um, and then you got the last golf major coming up this weekend, uh, the Open. And it's looking like Rory is pressing as much as he can to bring that thing home. Um, but it should be a pretty good battle. So, yeah, it's uh, summer sports, dog days of summer. I definitely think summer league provided a little bit of juice there for a half a second. Um, and Wimbledon was pretty electric for me. And now we're back to nothing. Nothingness. Disagree. Oh, Otani has 35 bombs. I know that. It's electric. Yeah. 35 40. bombs and they're under 500 and they're going to finish third in the division. <laughs> Blue, what's on your mind? Okay, so Barbie comes out next week. Uh-huh. Barbie and Oppie, Oppen, I was going to say Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer coming uh-huh. out next week. Um, I... How is it possible there haven't been a lot more like big Barbie memorabilia sales in the last couple yeah. weeks? Yeah, I agree. Isn't that strange? Like Barbie is such a big property. Um, yes, reminder, no curses today because we're on the family friendly car collection page. Last week I messed that up multiple times. I won't let that happen again. Um, <laughs> well, they've Barbie. also done such a good job marketing the movie in all these yeah, different have. like pockets of culture. And like I would have figured there would have been just like some sort of Barbie set. You know what's funny is I have not, maybe it's a TV I'm watching, but like I have not seen one Barbie commercial. Really? I've seen seen 10 Oppenheimer commercials. Well, are you watching sports TV? Yeah, I mean, sports or finance. I mean, that's all it's on. Is just yeah like, for dudes that they're not going to show the Barbie commercial. Yeah, sure. I'm not watching. Like, Bravo I'm not watching. Bravo. Like, what? What do you watch? Like <laughs> HGTV, like MTV, like I'm not. Whatever. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not watching that. New season Old of Barbie Real Housewives life. of New York came out yesterday. Yeah, I watched yeah. that. There was the Barbie commercial. I don't know what to <laughs> yeah. say. Makes sense. <laughs> Respect. Um, but so I just I just wanted to look it up, and I was looking into like what has sold, what is available, what is out there. Golden and Heritage, both. I couldn't find anything outside of like some really old comics, which I didn't even know existed. There was Barbie comics in the early '60s, um, which was pretty cool. And then I saw some like first edition uh, dolls sold on eBay for like seven, eight thousand dollars, which is kind of crazy. 1959 Barbie doll sold for like ten grand, pretty crazy. But I thought there would be some sort of. Haven't they done a bunch of like special editions and this, that, and third? Like Beanie Babies has all that stuff, um, but Barbie doesn't. Very interesting to me. Yeah. Hmm. Something that my came sister had him when I was a kid, but that's about it. She just had him when you were a kid. I'm sure. Like, I, like is Reg a big Pokemon person? A Pokemon, a Barbie person? Mm, no. Interesting. 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 Maybe it's not as. Maybe it wasn't as big as character. I thought. But maybe it was yeah. big. It was big. There were people were. You know what I'm saying though, Ty? Right? Like I thought there'd yeah. be something because normally with every kind of big cultural something, there's some sort of memorabilia attached to it that sells for a lot of money, and we see it posted on Instagram, and that hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah I think it was big, but I don't think it remained. It 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 mattered in time, like things that were big, like Pokemon did, like. You know. I don't know. Barbie, I think, is up there. I think Barbie's up there. I think it was. When have you heard about Barbie outside of this movie in the last ten years? Never. This is the moment. That this is the thing. Yeah, Yeah, but it's a brand that matters. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just not sure it's like the craziest thing in the world. 
I'm not saying it's the craziest thing in the world. I'm just, yeah, I'm surprised by the lack of. You know what it seems like? Really, like it seems on. a little bit flash in the panty. Oh, it is. It may be a little bit flash in the panty, but I will say Margot Robbie, <laughs> love Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, yes. love Ryan Gosling. I am locked in for that movie. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time we used flash in the panty, the only time we've ever really used it on this show, it was it like was the best baseball player of all time. The worst, the worst oh. take ever. Otani and Barbie flash the, the best baseball player. So in that the just means Barbie is gonna crush Lou. Which one will have a bigger opening weekend? Oh, that's tough. I think Barbie. Really? Barbie and Oppenheimer. I think Barbie will be bigger. There's way more uh coolness attached to Barbie than there is to Oppenheimer. So I think yeah. like little girls and like all like families are gonna go see Barbie. Apparently it's a family friendly movie, which is crazy to me, but it will be so. It's going to do a lot. It's going to sell a lot of tickets. Speaking of family friendly, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we are on Card Collector 2 YouTube channel this week. No, 137. Uh, still working on getting the 137 p.m. YouTube channel back up. So uh, for now, the video content continues to live on uh, my YouTube page. So shout out to everybody who watched last week's episode and is coming back this week. Shout out to, you know, the, uh, the day one listeners still listening as well. But again, just for uh, anybody looking for the video content, that's where it's at. Shout out. Uh, on my mind this week, uh, the biggest card show in the world is seven days away. Um, I have to book my flights. Yeah, one of the things I was thinking is – Might be the last time you have the ability to say it's the biggest card show in the world, by the way. Based on another topic we're going to get to. We'll get into that here in just a second. Um, But at the moment, the biggest card show in the world will be in Chicago, Illinois this weekend. Uh, One of the things I was thinking about – we've been – talking about you know if we go content a lot of that kind of stuff and uh you know one of the things i think i'm surprised by is i'm surprised there's not more um marketing and press from companies around what they're doing that week i think that's the biggest surprise to me so far is like i think that's one of the things i've noticed fanatics has done a good job of so far is like, hey, we got this MLB debut patch. It's going to be really, really cool. We don't even know when it's coming, and it's already de- it's already generated buzz about it. Like, there's been some talk. I, I know PSA's got a couple things out there. I know Beckett has pricing on their website for what they're doing. But, like, silver packs at the National, or I've been to the last, what, 14, 15? Like, Panini silver packs are awesome. They're a big hit. Like, what do, what do those look like? What are the boxes? Like, what are Tops and Fanatics going to do? They had zero cooldowns last year with uh, Stranger Things cards. Do they have any of those things coming up? Like, I, I I think you could really generate more buzz around, like, those type of things. And, like, I don't know why. I guess I would be curious from their perspective because clearly I'm missing something here because I don't – I haven't seen a ton of it. But there's got to be some reason these companies aren't doing it because it, it, it doesn't seem to really be out there. Um so I think I'm surprised by that, um, but yeah, looking looking forward to it. I, I it's gonna be crazy. It's uh, it's gonna be crazy. Hoping to get out there for you know day or two. We'll uh, we'll see how long we're we're out there. But yeah, it should be uh, should be a lot of fun. I think it might be still a little bit early to talk about what's happening in Chicago. Seven seven days. I think maybe like maybe. Thursday, Friday, over the weekend, you start talking about it, it still gives you what you need. Because, like, realistically, what are you? who are you marketing to? Whoever's going to be there is going to be there. That's fair. 
No, I I respect that take. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm just eager. Maybe I just yeah, expected I, it. I've just you know I've had some experience in the past with some of that stuff being out a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so, disagree. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of kind of surprised me a little bit. I'm excited. So, but Lou, you kind of hinted at it, and I think it's just a it's a big topic we've we've got to talk about today. It's uh, you know fanatics mentioned or fanatics announced their new company. What is it? Fanatics events. That's correct. Fanatics events, mm-hmm. uh, company coming out, trying to, uh, a little bit of the article I read talked about how they're trying to basically bring like a Comic-Con type experience to sports cards. Uh, Lou kind of mentioned it earlier, but it sounds like this will be the biggest competitor, uh, competitor to the national potentially mint, um, industry summit type things like that. Uh, reading the article talks about how they would have, uh, they would look to have event specific releases event specific cards uh i love it i think it's a it's a really cool idea if done right but just wanted to get your guys's initial thoughts on you know what it means yeah i mean i am if i step back outside of cards i've been talking a lot about COVID, post-covid we're three years out I, like my brain goes to the price of Taylor Swift and the price of Drake this weekend in a similar fashion as to why fanatics going to events makes so much sense. I believe that um, we are all craving for a balance to what we're doing right now. Virtual spending time with people, Fortnite, Roblox. There's this absolute craving. It's why golf is going insane. It's why people are playing tennis people are playing pickleball i think there's just this need for us to re kind of re commune and re kind of gather um and i think that there's a lot of white space to do it in new ways right running clubs are going crazy like top golf like all these things i think because we now we went through such this period of shut off from experience and people and meeting new friends and all that stuff so then I'm like, okay, boom. Fanatics just did in, in like a five-day span, they threw – and it, the first one isn't Fanatics, but Ruben. They threw the biggest cultural celebrity gathering in the world in the white party. They then turn around and go to NBA Summer League, NBA Con, first time ever, NBA Con, summer thing at NBA Summer League, and they throw the Fanatics uh, Summer League party. And then they turn around and go to MLB All Star and throw launch fanatics live and launch fanatics there, correct? And throw a party there, right? And so each as you start to see those things, like how does cards get in the mix with that? Well, you got the players; they're all also interested in these things. Think about packs at those parties for like VIPs and whatnot. And then you go to Dallas the trail that you've been on ship Shawana, this different show that you're in a pig barn somewhere in Idaho. Like, and there's just a lot of opportunity in branding and getting people to these places. I mean, think about what Dallas car show meant for a period of time and like barely had a functioning website. 
<laughs> right? And, and then you go to national and you're talking about seven days out, who's centralizing the marketing, who's doing branding, who's providing the comms around that stuff. And then you think just about what Fanatics Inc. has across all those different form and functions, their tech team, their ticketing understanding, all those things, right? And it just provides a real opportunity, not just to come in and say, we're going to do the national and two you know, different shows a year, but like across all of culture, we can start to own big events, small events, what have you, and infuse our collectibles business. I think it's, it makes a world of sense. And I think it's going to be a really fun time for, you know, all forms of hobbyists. Those that are collecting at a high level, only a couple pieces at high price points. Those that are kind of on the grind month in, month out. So I'm excited about it. And I'm excited to, um, I'm excited because I think it's going to, lead to a lot of networking and meeting new people similar to how Dallas did. And for me and a lot of different things. Yeah, it seems like a really, uh, I don't really have a lot more to say off that. I mean, that's, that's pretty well, pretty well put. Um, I think fanatics has shown their ability to throw the coolest events in culture and in cards. So um, you know, in sports like fanatics is clearly, you know, ahead of the game in so many facets there. Uh, but I think the big thing is, is, you know, if this is a card space, you know, that they're really trying to get into with, with shows and trying to grow with that, it, it seems like a really big, you know, big way to grow the hobby. I can't think of anybody that could market this to the general public, the non-sports card collector than Fanatics, in, at least in the space. I don't know anybody else that, that markets quite like they do. So, um, yeah, it seems like a really good opportunity to, to grow the hobby. And I think, Ty, your point is right about um, I think this is going to appeal to you know, every different level of collector, not just, you know, the high-end dealer that travels from show to show. This is really going to be for, for all entry points. So excited to see what it looks like and, you know, how quickly they move on it. Obviously, Fanatics has got so many things going on with, uh, you know, acquiring PWCC and uh, the, the distribution, the production, like everything Fanatics is in right now on top of this. Like, it's, it's crazy. So... Um, yeah, I, the headline said it all for me, sports version of Comic-Con. So if you're going to create the sports version of Comic-Con, number one, that means to me, we're going to have what amounts to a national at least two or three times a year in a world where Fanatics is running the show on that front. Um, and I would like to see how that plays out in a world where everything isn't based around one event in the summer. I think that opens it up for way more people to attend if it's not as high a barrier to entry and there's multiple options throughout the year. So I think that's a massive net positive for everyone. And that is my only take. Yeah. Yeah. I guess with like Comic-Con, so you got San Diego Comic-Con, you got New York Comic-Con, and then you got a million offshoot Comic-Cons probably around the world and people that license the name and put it on themselves and all that. <coughs> so yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think there's like three real ones and there's like all of the little mini ones. So if they're Before we kind of go into other segments and, and we had a little what's on your mind just this morning, um, Ronnie Feig, who is the founder of Kith, uh, which, you know, I think for, I'll say 18 to 35 year old male and female coastal cultural relevance, cool factor is an absolute leading brand. And he's a name that's on everyone's radar in that, in that consumption space. They just rolled out a collab with Marvel um, and the whole, a sneaker collab. Um, and the whole thing is based 
around um, pretty much card collecting um, down to the box, down to the, the sneakers come in wrappers. I don't think you even know. I, I, I didn't really watch the full video, but I think there's uh, a limited edition that comes at random. And then it also comes with a slabbed PSA card. Um, that has a like a hit rate of like one in 36. Um, and so just when I think about who's tithing combos, we've, you know, you remember the days two and a half, three years ago of like, oh man, this person posts about cards. We talked last week, I think Post Malone has been, you know, posting a bunch like, and those things matter. Like this, you know, Marvel and Kith to, sorry, yeah, Post Malone, Jack Harlow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a little moment this morning, just, you know, cultural crossover um, between brands, Marvel, Kith, uh, building something around sports cards, um, uh, trading cards. It was a pretty cool moment to see. And I'd love to check that out. I thought it was cool. The whole thing was based around like the art of collecting. And that's the theme of everything about it. Like from like you're saying, like the box, the unwrapping, all that stuff. It's it's a cool release. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't heard much. I think about I want them actually. Yeah, right. What's you guys? Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite superhero? Mm, probably Captain Jay, America. You can put in the chat too. Say that again, right? Probably Captain America. I really yeah. liked the Flash when I was a kid. Yeah, I probably say the Flash. Hmm. I it's think tough. That's a hard question. <laughs> I don't like that. It is. It really is a hard question. I think I have to go Wolverine. Wolverine's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah, you won't catch me saying that. Like, I'm not a Wolverine guy. Oh. <laughs> super fair. Super fair. Iron Man movies. 2 was the best movie, but the early X-Men movies, I feel like, don't get enough love. They almost you know, like today, the way. Today's 15 years since The Dark Knight dropped, and I, that's an that's all-time movie. Right? That is, that, that that's was one a, of the best movies That was a time. monumental game-changing yeah. movie. So that was 15 years ago today. What's funny, both Iron Man 2 and uh, Dark Knight were the sequel. Like Dark Knight was a sequel. Yeah. And most people, like it was that good. Most people just never even watched the first one. And Dark Knight was just like this standalone epic. What was the next one? Yeah. Dark, Knight, Dark Knight Rises or Batman Rises? The one with Dark Bane? Knight Rises. Yeah, that one wasn't bad either. Which... Oh. Mm-mm. wasn't dark knight good but yeah yeah they also did a recasting in dark knight and didn't even tell anyone about it and it kind of just plays like no one even talks about it right is that why it was like a whole new thing but it was yeah the the, the like the, his his like crush or whatever what's her name is like a different actress it's maggie gyllenhaal yeah. in the first one it was uh i forget who yeah well she dies in the first one right and she gets blown up in the gas station. Like no, by that's the in gasoline. the second one. The first one. Oh, her character, okay. The very first one, not pre-Dark Knight. I yeah. thought you were talking about Dark Knight to Dark Knight Rises. No. Understood. Okay. No. Gotcha. Gotcha. Don't mean to spoil it for anybody 15 years later. Yeah. But. yeah spoiler <laughs> alert. Katie Holmes is in Batman Begins, and then she's not in Dark Knight. <laughs> All right. All right. So there's a, there's quite of quite a bit of cards, or quite a bit of questions from okay. – um, couple different card collectors here so let's uh let's get to these uh school of card knocks oh i like that card markets are starting to pop off in europe do you ever think a european a european show will match the national 
if Fanatics has something to do about it, I think that their investment – look, I think global football is starting to be owned by predominantly American business people. AC Milan. Yep. Yeah, it's like Saudi versus America. Um, AC Milan, by the way, might be everyone's favorite team soon. Um, yeah, they're kind of hot. I think I'm seeing Captain them. America. Um, where I was going with this is Fanatics, now Fanatics events, which we just talked about. Shout out my peeps at the London uh, card show. You know, to build that to national would be something crazy. It takes a lot of time. But footy collecting was definitely big. And I think Fanatics is pretty invested in it with the apparel and merchandise game. There are a lot of American business people that have their hands in certain collectibles business and also own clubs. I think there's something that might not get to the national level because everything's kind of bifurcated in Europe. Like France is like Texas, you know, it's like, so you never really kind of are able to get something that grossly big sure, um, sure, sure. comparatively, but you know, there's definitely the culture there and there's a lot of collecting going on. Yeah. It seems hard to get it as big as the national, but it's not to say that it could never happen. I mean, as the market continues to, uh, you know, grow and evolve over, over there, like Ty and I went like, that was a pretty, it was a pretty good show. Like, again, it's not, it's not the national. It's not, it's not even Dallas, but it, it was a great show run by good people. Like we, we enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we had a blast. Yeah. So I, I definitely think it, there will be bigger and bigger ones in time. It just, Again, those those things take effort and planning and time and money and resources and a lot of things. So, uh, sounds like it might it might be a minute, but yeah, like Ty said, if Fanatics gets involved and market continues to expand over there, it's definitely not impossible. Did you guys see the PSA Japan thing? I heard about uh, it. They opened an office in Japan. They're taking submissions and everything in Japan. I wonder if there's a – I think there's a – do you think there's a better chance – sorry, that was the third time I got there. Do you think there's a better chance of a big trading card show in Japan or Europe? I think Japan. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. There might, there might already be one that I don't even know about. Uh, there's this guy named David Horvath. I think I said his name right. Founder of Ugly Dolls. Um, he does this like blog about character building and what have you and did something about stickers and this sticker brand called B-Side Label. And they have some crazy Pokemon stickers. So just B-Side yeah. Label. B-Side Label. Huh. It's like the Funko of stickers. So it's like they don't just white, they don't just make stickers, they make them in a certain way. And then they get the license and they're and they put the it through stickers. their thing. And it's like a real thing. Yeah. You see, you see some of them? I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, the Pokemon ones are kind of hot. They are kind of hot. I'm not going to They're kind of hot, right? <laughs> They're kind of hot. The Charmander one's kind of gas, and it's only $8. That's kind of free. Yep. That's kind of free. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, yeah, that just I'll, I know we got off the track there. I also wanted to mention that uh, New Japan office for PSA because that's pretty cool. Yeah. The Snorlax stickers. I'm actually literally adding something to my card as we speak. <laughs> this is an interesting question. NF Cards 12. What NFL backup quarterback do you think the most people will be looking for? NFL backup well, quarterback. I, okay, I might be wrong. I don't know if he's been named starter. But the Atlanta Falcons, Desmond Ritter. He's the starter. He's the starter. Mariota's officially the backup. 
Mariota's Mar- Mar- on, on a team. different team. Yeah, okay. Mariota quit on the team towards the end of the year when he got benched. <laughs> That's true. Nice. All right. So, I mean, <laughs> nice. Ritter, like, is now the starter, but eight, six months ago was the backup that everyone knew. Um, yeah. There's Jay two very clear answers. There's two right. very obvious answers. Jordan Dove isn't making it past week three. Let's be real. <laughs> He's okay. definitely making it past week three. The real answer is Sam Darnold. Yeah, he's gonna shot. play for the 49ers. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I agree. He's so he's high on the list. Back. I know Rye's gonna be a hater on that, but it's a fact. And then you also gotta watch out for Tyler Huntley because if Lamar really gets hurt, wow, if Lamar gets hurt again, that would be the guy who steps in, and they got a pretty good offense this year, supposedly. Yeah, I think there's a couple situations I think of that are similar to that, Lou, um, that are like injury risks. Uh, Skylar Thompson comes to mind for the Dolphins. Mike White. Uh, or Mike White, yeah, or whoever it is down there backing up to, a, like, whoever's going to be the second string in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I would imagine, Tua, like, I, I don't even think Tua should play. I've been very open about that. Like, um, so that's... I don't think that, he'll be around for very long. That seems like one. Uh, whatever's going on in Tampa will be in demand. Like, are people going to take Trask or Baker? Uh, the Niners one is obviously a big deal. Like, will Purdy be ready? Will Lance play? Is Darnold the guy? Like, who is it there? Uh, and then I think of some of, like, the older guys um, or some of the, like, unsure ones, like Derek Carr in New Orleans. Um, James is the backup there. Yeah, who's his backup? Mm. Who's the backup for the the Rams? But, I, I, I mean, I, I really don't think you'll see any, to be fair, like, I don't think anybody will really be in, like, demand. I, I, yeah, like, no. Sam Darnold's not going to be flying off the off the you know off anyone's tables. Like, I I think the better question is on there. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be who maybe is the best young or the hottest young selling guy because that's where everybody's going to be speculating. It's it's not going to be buying you know uh, which this backup or this backup. It's going to be do you want Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett? You know which one of those guys do you want? Love Kenny. So I know Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is going to have action. I just—it's I, I, just, from you and all the Penn State psychos. Listen, you know, Penn State's just been ready to have a quarterback explode, and it only makes sense that it would be Sean Clifford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the five-star prospect Drew Aller coming up. Not him, though. Not yeah, Hackenberg. That's we still got yeah. a couple years there. What's yeah, run, the, run, run the Hackenberg. Uh, but... He's a big fisher. Is he actually? Yeah, uh, big outdoors guy. Noel Sports Cards. Who is the best buy at the national in the NBA? In the NBA? Wow. Um, maybe not best buy. Just to edit this question a little bit, like who do you think will be the most popular? Who like who are people going to be after? Where's there going to be action? Wait, can I go first? Yes, yep. I did the market report with with uh, Aaron a couple weeks ago. John Morant is hot. Well, did you guys know that? Can't. He cooled off quite a bit. No, 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 no. He is hot. I'm saying like a pullback like leads to. Right. But now the pullback is leading to a pull up and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Interesting. Well, he's got D Rose now. He's got D Rose. (laughs) (laughs) And Marcus Smart. Like that's, that's the crew that's saving job. Yeah. Andy doesn't have Dylan Brooks. That just blew my mind when I saw that. I forgot to tell you guys about that. The, what the Dylan Brooks eighty million? No, well, yeah, but the the John Morant being like a high selling card right now and like a moving up in 
price card. I think um, I think and I, look, Ryan, I'm always like, well, Ryan's just gonna know the answer. Um, I think Chet Holmgren has some sneaky juice around him. You know, I, I love the get to chill for a yeah, look. If he was hurt. I think you'd yeah. rather him have played. But yep. to go through with a team, know your trainers, know your staff, build your like everything without the pressure of playing really takes it reminds me of me qualifying for the club championship simply because I didn't know I was competing in it before I started. <laughs> so, you know, the nerves aren't there, right? Like I think Chet Holmgren's in a nice spot, um, you know, a little second year rookie, and he's got a, a nice squad around him. Um, some real talent there. Um, who else? Um Look, and summer league. Who's the who's the dude that has been making it happen at summer league? Something junior. Um, he hit the game winner. Didn't watch a second of summer league outside of which one, game winner? Come game. on, uh, Isaiah Mobley was the uh, MVP or whatever of the finals with the Rockets and Cavs. Cam Whitmore is on fire with summer league MVP for the Rockets. Yeah, it was like twentieth overall. The kid from Villanova. Max Christie looked pretty good for the the Lakers. Haven't given it to me yet. Jabari Smith Jr. Rockets kid, number two or three pick last year. Tall, skinny. Yeah, tall, skinny kid from Correct. Auburn. Him. Yeah, him. Yeah, Jabari. Was the kid that you, kid you rec- you talked about last week when he said he's like I'm 20, I'm still out here playing. Yep, I like his game. I think I think there's yep. something there with him, especially off that. Another and then those Thompson brothers. Overtime has its like own little like cult following, um, dude. They really do. Yeah, they do. There's like kids who love overtime, so they're just huge Thompson Brothers fans. Talking yeah. about the what is it, Oscar and Eamon? Yeah. 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 How do you guys feel about Mikael Bridges? Good. I think he's a great player, stud. I, I just what if the, the Nets Brooklyn get Nets don't. I mean, look, I'm a Knicks fan, so I, I hate I know, but step outside yourself for one second. <laughs> I think they're a relevant team that's stuck in the shadow of Manhattan. You you named a Oklahoma City Thunder player. Thunder kind of got juice. The Thunder, the Thunder got juice. The, the Thunder, thunder is swaggy, bro. But it's devastating for the Nets fans <laughs> that if you say a Thunder player, they have more juice than a Nets player. <laughs> Ty, I think you're right about Chet. I really think Chet stuff will start to pick up steam going into the season. Like it, the it it happened with Blake Griffin, where Blake Griffin was out his rookie year, came back and won Rookie of the Year the second year. Like I think that, like like you said, he was out for injury, but like again, getting to know the trainers, working on your on your body, working on your game. Um, I think there'll definitely be some hype around him. I think there's a lot of hype around that class, though. Uh, yeah. You know, Jabari. Bancaro, Matherin, Keegan Murray, uh, Max Christie. Like, I think you go down that list and there's, there's a, there's a couple guys that have been hot recently and hot, you know, obviously for, for throughout the entire season, like Palo's a, a star. Um, they so I, I, tie. tie you out. No, I'm going to got you. are going to be upset with me. Eat it. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I think Chet's one of the easy answers. I think the biggest unknown, the one I'm the most intrigued about, is uh, Wemby. What are Wemby? What are Wemby cards doing? Is there action? They're gonna be insane. Like, is there really action on those? Are people really buying the the ones he's got out now? Like, I don't know. I think it's gonna be interesting to see. I is the easy answer Paolo? Uh, I think he'll be popular. I think that's a is, beast. 
I think Chet and Victor, the more the unknown guys, I think those guys will have more juice. Like Bancaro is just a safe play. Like he's he's a star in the making. Um, yeah, but at what point is like the safe play the right play? You know? Yeah. yeah. Fair. I'm not. I'm not here to argue that. <laughs> not in national. <laughs> interest. Yeah, you're right. That's not yeah. the. That's not the right move at that time. But I don't know. No. All right, Michael Estrada from Facebook says, uh, first time attending collectors, what's the best approach as far as where do you, uh, where do you recommend starting? I know there's exclusives and lines, so just wondering how each of you would go about it. I think um, my answer has nothing to do with like some of the giveaways and lines portion, which seems he, he put that in there. Ryan, do you want to answer that part first? Like, you know, the silver packs and some of the redemption stuff, you know, like the, um, the redemptions, what have you. And then I'll, I'll kind of let Lou or whatever, just talk about ge- just like general attendance and thoughts. on Yeah. That. Well, I mean, one of the things I, you know, we try to go into it each year is like, you have to prioritize what's important, right? If grading with PSA or Beckett is important, those lines get busy quick if getting whatever tops or pinini's exclusive packs are like those are typically pretty quick the thing about it now though is a lot of those companies have designated times where those things happen so like pinini back in the day you used to be able to just go get in line like i remember in baltimore back in the day like you just i saw people get trampled coming in to go to tops booths to get steven strasberg's like rookie card like i i, I watched it like it was madness, right? What so a funny thing to say. Yeah. So like now it's well, they have like de- Panini might do silver packs at like noon. So if the show opens at nine, some people will wait in line at noon for sure. But the line probably forms at 10 30, 11. Like that's when the line starts to build. So it allows you to be able to like do a little bit more early. PSA is typically Beckett's typically open like right right when the door opens. Um, so those lines get very, very busy very, very quickly. Um, so I think a lot of it is just basically prioritizing what is important to you. If you're like, hey, I'm not going to grade any cards at the show. I'm not getting any autograph signers. And I only want to do Panini Silver Packs one day. I'm going for three. Pick, you know, it, then I think it's less of a, priori- a priority. If you're like, hey, I'm going to be there Wednesday for sneak peek. I've got to get this card graded. You should be in line the second they open that door. So again, it just, it kind of, it depends on like what you're trying to accomplish at the show. I've learned my lesson and I will be going to the PSA booth the moment I walk in the door on Tuesday. To get cards graded? Yeah. I will not be messing that up again. Two years in a row I messed it up. I will not be messing it up again. My advice generally would be find a way to stay calm. And what I mean by that is you walk in that place and everything you could have ever dreamed of wanting as a sports collector interest in sports is going to be in your face and you're going to walk up to the first thing and want to buy the first thing that comes to your mind and that you see. Um, And I would say spend time just getting an understanding of the layout, walk the floor, see different, uh, you know, displays, see some different cards, keep a running list, notice who you're talking to, where certain cards are so that you don't forget, but really, try to just gather data rather than like, because you can walk in and spend 150 bucks in two seconds on a card. And then two minutes later, you're walking down and you might see the same card 20% less. 
or another card priced the exact same that you want that much more, but you're so excited in that opening moment. So like as much, I would just say like the energy runs very high within the building. It's palpable. People want to do deals. People want to transact. There's so much good stuff, whether it's bats, baseballs, helmets, jerseys, bobbleheads, outside of cards that I, you know, randomly I find myself leaving with. Um, so I would just say, like, try and take a breath and really get grounded in the space, understanding of what's happening around you before you kind of strike on any sort of transactions. Yeah, and I, I will give a shameless self-plug here. Uh, after going to the National for so many years, we've got content on our YouTube page about what to expect for the National, like tips and tricks. There's so many different videos we've done. And I, Ty, it, it brings up a good point because, like, that is – if you've never been to the show – the biggest thing is you'll walk in the room. It's 500,000 continuous square feet of anything, cards and collectibles. You walk in there and the first thing is you're overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, there's a Babe Ruth jersey right here. Oh my goodness. You know, there's Lou Janu from Card Talk. Like you walk in and it's, just do say that. it's, immediate, it's immediately overwhelming. And I, I think that's important is like you can go here, here, here. Like you just, it's so easy to get so flustered so quickly. So having an idea of what you want to accomplish is 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 a really good thing again there's a lot of tips and tricks on like taking a photo of the booth so you know where the card's at but one of the things i will say is if there's a card you've never seen you need it for your pc you really really want it there's a lot more people at that show than anywhere else that show that card might never be online again that card might not be available again if it's something super unique and it's for your pc i will tell you there are definitely cards i regret not purchasing that i missed out on later that i wish i would have just bought and been like cool this is it i think ty's point about this guy might have a card 20 percent less well that might be true for a card like you know a, a patty mahomes rookie psa 10 that there's a couple of but a one of one of your favorite pc player may not become available again so walking away may uh you know you just got to be willing to let that card walk completely so um yeah again i, I think the big thing is no it's overwhelming no you will be overwhelmed the second you get there and understand what you want to accomplish and then build your plan around that. Yeah. It's, you have to have like the ability to take a, like, like Tyler is saying, take a second and relax and be like, all right, is this cart going to be hard to find in an hour and a half or not? If it is, I'll probably just buy it now. Yeah. Agreed. This is a good question. I'm looking forward to your answers on this. Uh, Jason uh, Schieffer from Facebook. What do you each find the most overrated and underrated things about the national oh, also man, most overrated does it irk you that people call it nationals oh yes that might be the most annoying thing i hate that why it's so that's so stupid the national national who cares when fanatics takes over there's going to be nationals there'll be multiple so we might as well yeah, just you're going to the national yeah i do uh, i'm not actually i'm not actually trying to call it nationals but I'm trying to call it the national, but I'm like, and is it really that big of a deal? You're just saying like, I don't mind saying things wrong. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I don't say like I go to Walmart. Same thing. Uh, okay. Most overrated thing. That's a... I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Because <laughs> I have a very obvious one, but I, I know that people like it, so I don't want to say it. What is it? No. Trade name? 
No, no, I actually like Trade Night. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing that comes to mind that's overrated. Okay. Well, it's not, I mean, I, I got one overrated. overrated. It has to be, yeah, it has to be like a big deal. Underrated uh, is show exclusive cards. Lou, are you going to say overrated? <laughs> let's let's debate this. Let's debate this. I, I, let's have this conversation. I want to have this conversation. Why? What a, what about a card that has the national logo on it makes it cooler to you than a regular card? Where else can you get it? Just because it has it doesn't mean it's interesting. Yeah, sure. It's rare. It's rare, like a. Yeah. It's rare because no one wants it. Uh, no, it's rare because it's the only place on earth you can get it. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is why I don't want to do this because I don't want to be the guy who's hating on show exclusive cards. So I'm not gonna do. No, it. I like it. I mean, it's different. Like, it makes it fun. It just seems like a thing that everyone gets really excited about, and then you never hear about it again until it's the next year's show, and then everyone wants it next year's. I respect that. I think they're I don't think every single thing is of value and everything maintains. Uh, but in a world where sports card production is at an all time high and there's lots of different places to get sports cards, I think the idea of getting something that you could only get once a year at one particular place that you had to be at to get, I think that makes it makes it unique and drives Yeah, like in. I guess maybe it's the how they do it because if they had a like what's the Chicago logo, like the flag with the blue and the white and the red? Like if they made parallels that were just like the Chicago parallel that was only available there, that I'd be interested in. But when they take like a Bowman Chrome and they slap a national logo on it, I'm like, Meh. yeah, I agreed. I wish there was more effort. Like there wasn't necessarily a base. There was more like prism parallels or like refractors. Like they were more unique. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people sleep on them because they're so interested in buying and selling other. Again, remember the play from last year? Um, it was like sports card fan. Bought all those tops jumbo boxes, sold the packs. Like, there's 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 potential. Like, again, I, I realize it's not for everybody, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think they're get, cool. I'm gonna get yelled at for that. No, I, mad at me. no I think it's cool. Ty, anything come to mind? Underrated is the amount of footy uh, cards available and general footy chatter that occurs. Overrated is the amount of baseball stuff. It's the most collected thing, though. Yeah, I know, but it's just like... I know. And it like... I can do like, without it's this. Like, it's it's like a baseball like... show. Like, at the end of the day, it's like... It's like it's, it's like... It's origination was... It was a baseball show because that's what really was the only thing that people collected. <laughs> You know, this phenomenon of the NBA is not that old. And then you've got even footy on top of that. You know, like an MLS team was worth 35 mil in 07, um, which is essentially pennies. So it's essentially a baseball show, especially you're in Chicago. Like, Is Messi going to play? Yeah, Messi's playing. When? What do you mean? He's playing, I think, tomorrow. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, you practice today. I think he right, practice tomorrow. It's been and like then, I feel like it's been like two months, and I haven't. He seen just him play got soccer. unveiled. He just got his jersey. What do you mean unveiled? He's... <laughs> he had to get announced. Unveiled. I mean, he's playing in a cup match. I don't know about time. this, Rye. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I know what you're saying for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. it, Let's make it a footy show. So underrated <laughs> is the amount of footy chatter. Overrated is all the baseball stuff. I could do all without right. the, the tables and tables of white boxes of just like 1964 tops. I'll say that. And like random baseballs. Just like yeah. baseballs everywhere. Baseball. <laughs> like this baseball isn't even signed. It's just a baseball. I'm like, I don't want this, it. This was used in a 1974 AL. <laughs> like a backyard game that Nolan Ryan like Next showed question. up to. <laughs> All right, one last question because we got to get on to play of the week. This is an interesting one, and I, I'll have a follow up question to this. Um, but Swedish uh, Swedish underscore card collector uh, says hi card card hi card talk. Hope all is good. Hi. I want to ask a question regarding the national and also for advice. I'm traveling over from Sweden to be on my first national trip. Looking okay. forward to a lot of the experiences. But my question is, I'm trying to sell a very high end card. An Otani Red Rookie Auto. Do you have any advice on what the best way to do that is? Haven't we met this guy? I don't know, but I, that is a monster, monster card. I believe um, we met this person unless he sold it. And I love it. Person. My Swedish brethren maybe coming over from Malmo. Um, Rye, I feel like I can give thoughts, but I feel like you should answer this question. Yeah, this is um, a very tough card day. Or very tough question to answer. Um, I don't know Otani's market like well, well enough. But my guess is this card is insane. I'm uh, uh, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, what release is it? Is it the? It's his Bowman. It just says Red Rookie Refractor Auto. So if it's a, uh, um, the first thing that goes to my head is a Bowman Chrome Rookie Red Auto out of five, which would be like a top 10 otani yeah. card in existence um, yeah so yeah i mean a couple different ways I, what i'm probably doing is i'm probably talking to some sort of consignment person that's where i'm gonna start i'm gonna see if they're willing to give me a cash advance on that card if i can negotiate my buyers Walk right pre- on up to the golden buyer's the premium golden. fee i'm gonna ask i'm gonna shop it around at all big auction houses and see who will give me the best offer to leave my six or seven figure fortune with them. There's a every good news is they're all there and they all want cool cards and they're probably willing to give you a really good deal to drop it off. Especially for a guy like Otani little color match goes into my second question, which I'll get here in a second, but Otani might also be moved during the national. That would be wild. So Otani is going to be, I think Otani will be a very hot commodity at the show the old uh, Matt Stafford in Dallas play? Mm, people mm. forget about that. Very similar scale, those two players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like Jay, I, didn't Jay buy a Stafford like, off the news in Dallas? And yeah, play? he did. <laughs> but Yeah, that, that would be my thought is I would start with the consignment teams, the companies, and I would see what you could get. And again, it depends on like, are you willing to sell it to somebody there for – less to get all of it today or do you want to maximize your dollar and get paid all of it later like i think there's a lot that goes into that but good news is is there's a lot of big time buyers there who have a lot of money and there's all of the consignment companies who sell cards will all be there if they value their business i would go up to all of them and i just say hey i'd have this have this want to know what you'd give me to sell it and produce buyers premiums cash advances top of the line marketing like yeah, you start with the big ones and see what see where you get. That's probably what I would do. 
but also come by our booth and show it to us. So we can do a little content together before you drop it off. Yeah, that's true. I do think an interesting thing, and again, I didn't get your guys' thoughts on this, but what's your follow-up question? The idea of Tani Otani being moved at the national sounds like I mean, am I crazy to think that would be absolute madness at that show? It would be a big deal. It would be. It would depend on where he went. Would it though? It would. Really? Well, I, I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere that wouldn't be interesting. Well, he's interesting, so automatically. But yeah, I mean. He's going to be a Yankee. No, he's not. <laughs> My favorite. This is the best. I would bet you anything on that. He's not. He's going to be a Met or a Dodger. He's not going to the Mets, bro. <laughs> I mean, they're the favorites, so say what you want. He's not going to the Mets. He, 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 it's like, when Katie, it's like when Katie went to the Nets. Same thing. He didn't come to America to play for the B-side New York team. He came to America to play for the Angels? I don't think that Ty, was his choice, the, was it? The Yankees and the Red choice. Sox. What do you mean? Ty, the Yankees, uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox didn't even make his initial list when Yankees, he first came over. Yeah, the Yankees, Yankees are a joke. Offer. They're in third place. Why would he go to the Yankees? We're talking about global brand here. Okay. Yes, like the Angels. The Mets are doing really much better. They've really proved that they can really they're on the same they can, level. They can figure something out. Who has a better record, the Mets or the Yankees? That's irrelevant. When you walk <laughs> down the street in any country in the world and you say, "What? who is the star? What's the team that you should play for in baseball? There's one answer. There's a single answer. It's the New York Yankees. And if you ask those same That's people, really they would also probably them. tell you the Dallas Cowboys are the football team. And how's that working out? I don't know. For stars, uh, it works out pretty well. And the Knicks. They would say go to the Knicks, too, if you played in the NBA. No, they wouldn't. They would say go to the Lakers. What would they have said 10 years ago? The Lakers or the Celtics. I've never seen Tyler degrade Madison Square Garden like this. So you're telling me that, <laughs> people? I'm don't saying say. around the world, the Knicks aren't like that much different than the Yankees or than the Lakers, the Celtics. Not the Heat. It's the Lakers and Celtics and Knicks. The Yankees are the clear number one global brand. I, I disagree with that, but that's fine. Producer fact check time because you guys want me to do this from time to time. Lou, you were wrong. The Yankees are not in third place. They are in the last place in their division. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That said, I, as, as much as I enjoy pointing that out, they have a significantly better record than the Mets. The Mets are seven games under yeah, 500 and the Yankees are five wanted, And how much, more, how much bigger that. is the Mets payroll? It's like that's, the same. That's like one and two. Don't don't be a Yankee fan throwing around payroll. I mean, that's just crazy. Just saying. It's the argument that everyone used to the Yankees for your, uh, to to down the Yankees for years. Whoa, beep, beep. Keep I didn't moving. beep. Keep it moving. We got to do play of the week. All right, let's get into play of the week. Shout out to everybody for the questions. A lot of good ones. Obviously, can't get to them all, but we'll uh, maybe get to some of those on uh, IG stories this week. What is happening here? Love it, Futero World Cup cricket. It's my type. This is wild. We've never had a cricket play. Uh, this is from Collect Sports Cards. Play of the week submission. I bought two raw Sachin Tendulkar cards in 2021 job, from Australia for a total of 140 Australian dollars. It's about 94 USD. Shipped to me in Sweden. He is arguably the greatest cricket player of all time and hardly has any cards. Got him graded earlier this year and got a PSA 10 and 9. Listed them shortly after they'd been sent. 
uh, they had been sat on eBay for a while, and I randomly got great offers on each of them last week from different buyers. <clears throat> they sold for nine hundred and four seventy five respectively. After grading and eBay fees, I netted a thousand dollars profit. They had been in my cabinet for a couple of years until I decided to dust them off and get them graded. Oh my goodness! Wow, so that's I googled, insane. I googled best cricketers of all time, and he was number one on the list. Tour de France. <laughs> He's um, had these cards for since 2021. They're from 1996. Who on a whim is just buying cricket cards and sticking them in a drawer for a year and a half? I like to play. It's I love the move. It's just it's just wild. Um kind of makes me want to look up at the other player, the other cricket cricketers and see what I can find. Yeah, heck of a play. Love it, collect. Didn't even know these existed. Me Jay, either. what's what's next? Hey, real quick, shout out though. Shout out go Jay, go back real quick. Shout out the uh the profile pick. That's like Lewis Hamilton uh World on Wheels. I think that's the super fractor. Looks like, like it. Sneaky card. Love that card. Nice. All right. This is from uh Nar- Narca. Uh, it says, once the news hit of Porzingis being traded to the Celtics, I looked on eBay to find what was out there. Saw he was being bought up. I looked over an I looked over at another less popular selling app and saw some old listings. I bought three cards for around a hundred each: a patch auto, an on-card auto, and a sticker auto. I didn't feel good about the sticker auto pickup at a hundred and thought the trade hype got to me. A week later, I go to a, bo- a local show in the Boston area and bring the sticker hoops auto, and I got an offer of two fifty from a table. Took it instantly, making that profit of one fifty-five. I'm gonna hold the other two cards and keep them in my Celtics PC. Wow, smart. Zinger's having a little, it's like a little Sam Donald, like, like just like like, like a revibrance in the career. Yeah, like he kind of he was like a p- big piece in that trade. Like he, Celtics wanted the man. Well, he was he's almost like so he got so overrated he went back under the radar. Correct. And then he went to Washington and everyone forgot about him. Yeah, yep, totally. And it's, I think he played good ball there. I got AJ, a AJV, a Kristaps Porzingis rookie card for his birthday when they first drafted him. We were so jacked up about the unicorn. You got him a rookie card in 2015? <laughs> uh, was that Zinger's rookie year? Yeah. I think yeah, so. 15, 15, 16. Yeah. So you were you were earlier than we thought. Yeah, well, I was like, these guys like cards. Like, let me make a play and get this dude mm. card. Yeah, mm. I I will say, I think I got them raw, and I and I think like they and you definitely not, got smoked. And it was like not the card I should have got, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, made the play. I think it was like thanks. All right, what's next, Jay? Uh, this is from Mac underscore Card Collection. Uh, he says, was driving down to meet family in South Carolina for the 4th, so thought I'd stop at a shop along the way. I've been doing a lot more buying for eBay recently, so I spent an hour going through their dollar bins. I was flipping through the basketball cards, and I came across an 85 Star Larry Bird Crunch and Munch in really good shape. Didn't know the exact value, but knew that it was worth way more than a dollar. I regularly find people place value 80s and 90s stuff in boxes, assuming it's all junk wax. Long story short, got it up on eBay the next day and sold the same card – or. 
and sold that exact same card for $75 within 24 hours, a 75x return. Could have probably graded it and made a couple of hundred bucks, but I'll take the quick flips in any day. Regardless of whether you pick my story or not, I want to say that I'm a big fan of the pod, and it was actually the first one I started listening to when I got back into the hobby a few years ago. Keep up the great content. Shout out Mac. Shout out Mac. Looking for sure. Also love a 75x. That's funny. I love a crunch and munch. Never had. Crunch and munch? Mm-mm. Heck of a play. Love a good dollar box. You guys know I'm a sucker for dollar box play. Always. Oh, you've Always had crunch plays. and munch. Uh, I just looked it up. I have not. It's like, it's like a knockoff Cracker Jack. Yeah, I love those. I've never had it. I think it's a 7-Eleven, though. Anyway, back to Mac. Um, love it. Jay, is that it this week? Oh, we got another one. Wow. Who is this guy? Drew Thorpe. All right, this is a long one, so buckle yeah, in. We'll hey, guys. longtime listener. Excited to submit my first play of the week. This might be a longer read, but the baseball bum and Chrome fans will appreciate it. Every day, I follow a daily minor league baseball thread on the blowout forums that post throughout the day's slate of minor leagues games. Every prospect's home run, pitching stat line, promotions, or notable performance. What is that website on the blowout forum? The hobby stigma has been to avoid pitchers like the plague. But there was one pitcher I noticed was putting up monster lines but getting no buzz. Drew Thorpe of the Yankees. He's a 22-year-old with a second-round pitcher in high A out of college, so I could see why there wasn't much hype there. But after the recent success of later-round college guys like Strider, Bryce Miller, Abbott, etc., I was definitely intrigued at his buy-in price. On June 24th, I picked up a true gold auto on eBay for 90 He continued to dominate, and I was interested in picking up more, which came in the form of a true red out of 5, PSA 9, that walked up to me in a show in Edwardsville, Illinois. The red had zero hit sales history, so we had next to nothing to go off. I offered the seller $350 for the red and eventually settled at $375. Through the gold and red on eBay the following week, sold the pair for $175 and $750 respectively. This past Thursday, after fees and all, I netted $750 for the pair. Good for a quick $285 profit. May use the proceeds to buy a true blue auto to hold. Keep up the good work, crew, and congrats, Ryan. Well, appreciate the kind words. What a play. I think this kid's like a legend. I'm looking at his stats. Who, Drew Thorpe? Yeah. He gave up one run in the entire month of June. He had 34 strikeouts. In a month, he gave up one run. 28 innings, he had 34 strikeouts in June. Who is this kid? This is incredible work. This is like why you read that blog for this exact reason to find this exact play. Yeah, that's yeah. Good, that's good work. Put in the work, doing the homework, dude. He's doing right. like in July five innings, eight Ks, seven innings, seven Ks, seven innings, ten Ks. Like this kid is insane. You want to run back through? Yeah. Quick. I think it's collect though. How can we not pick a cricket card? Yeah, I mean, I love yeah, that. I, I, I love the Yankees prospect one. I love doing the work. I really like that. But yeah, uh, but the cricket one, I think it's the winner. I think I so agree. too. Yeah, I agree. So, shout out to everybody for the plays. That was uh, that was cool. There were some good plays this week. Uh, let me uh, let me get up latest launch. Pull up some of the the new product this week. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here with some uh, products coming out the week of the national as well. We're going to start getting some bigger things out here very, very soon. Uh, this week, though, you got Leaf, a Vibrance Multi Sport. That's an expensive product from Leaf. 
Chronicles of Basketball, Impeccable Soccer, Upper Deck Marvel Beginnings, uh, Leaf Superlative Sports, Prism Baseball, Select UFC. Um, so couple couple solid products this week. You're getting more next week, including Chrome Baseball, Major League Soccer, Metal Universe Champions, Legacy Football, Select Draft Picks Football, Select WWE, all the week of the Nationals. So next couple weeks here, you're going to have some really good product during the, you know, the biggest card show in the world or leading up to the biggest card show in the world. So be excited for that. But yep. that's all I got. Peace and love. love Shout out to everybody for listening. Appreciate y'all. See you at the National.